Hey, at this time, we'd like to dismiss any children four years old through fourth grade. We've got kids' church available. They're ready and waiting, and they have a lesson down there for the kids, four years old through fourth grade. The nursery is also available if you have younger ones uh, down the hall a little bit further on the right. There's a nursery down there. And uh, this is what we're going to do. We are going to get started this week. This week and next week, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about who am I and what am I doing here? Who am I and what am I doing here? We kind of answered the question, who am I, back in July. If you were going to church here in July, maybe you remember that uh, I preached a sermon series that was a few weeks long. It was entitled VIP, VIP, VIP. And it stands for a very important person, right? And so we said, who are you uh, when it comes to uh, the way God looks at you? You are a very important person to God. Jesus, uh, God sent his son. Jesus died for you. You are very important to God. He loves you. He loves you when you're broken. He loves you when you, you think you're on top of the world. He always, always loves you. He cares about you. So the question uh, who am I? You are loved by God. Now you can go back, you can get online, you can go to our website and find the sermons and uh, you can back up just a little bit. Uh, into July, so there must be a weather something going on here. Um, but uh, I heard that, I thought it was feedback, but sorry about that. So somebody's phone was going off there. And uh, hey, okay, where were we? Uh, I said, you can go to our church website and uh, you can go to our church website and uh, you can find the sermons there. You can jump back to the sermons that were in July, and you can watch that VIP series answering the question, Who am I? Now, next part, and what am I here for? And what am I here for? Now, kind of, where do I fit in? Okay, so I'm here, and God loves me. Well, where do I fit in? And, well, here's a way that we can illustrate. Maybe you can understand this a little bit. Because where do you fit in? Where do you fit in? That's a great question. Where do you fit in? Because this is kind of, uh, this is kind of life. Uh, this is kind of everything that's all-consuming about life. And, and uh, maybe you played with one of these. Uh, maybe this morning you got up and you had one of these by your chair or something. But uh, maybe you haven't seen one of these before. But here, it's, it's the shape tool, a toy, right? The shape toy. And so here's where everybody wants to be and everybody wants to fit in and everybody wants to be a part of it. But sometimes you feel like this piece. And you kind of go, well, where do I fit in, right? I'm not sure that I have a place. I, I don't fit in that crowd. I don't fit in this crowd. I, you know, I'm different than everybody else. I think a little bit different than people. Um, I'm in social settings, and sometimes I feel like uh, these are my people. Sometimes I feel like I don't fit in. Then I come into church, and I look around, and I look at all of those people, right? Just kind of look around and bump the person next to you, yeah, those people, right? And you're like, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Because I know that I'm not like everybody else. However, if you kind to look around, you realize, okay, I have a shape, and there is a place for me. Here's what you need to know. There is a place, but it's you are unique. Uh, you have a different retina than everybody else in the room. You have a different voice print than everybody else in the room. You have different fingerprints than everybody else in the room. You have a different tongue print than everybody else in the room. You're, you're unique. You're completely different than anybody that has ever existed on planet Earth uh, before. And you, this might be your say, where do I fit in? There is a place that you fit in. But it's not everywhere, but it's a very specific and unique place that you fit in. And so, who am I? I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm very important to God. But where, where do I fit in? What am I doing here? How do I, what do I, and so that, so what you need to understand is that you have, you have a unique shape. 
You have a unique shape. I think Rick Warren might have come up with this idea uh, that you have a unique shape. And, uh, and so here's an acronym for the word shape. What is your unique shape? Shape stands for uh, you have spiritual gifts. You have spiritual gifts. Um, uh, you, your spiritual gifts are different than anybody else's spiritual gifts. If you are, are a baptized believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit and that we are unique and that God gives us a special task that he wants us to do uh, for his kingdom's sake and that we have gifts and they're different than other people's gifts. Now, not only do we have spiritual gifts, uh, we have a heart. And that means that we have things that we are passionate about. And people, different people have different passions, right? Uh, some people, if I say, have you seen any of the Marvel movies, right? Uh, they're just, their whole countenance sort of lights up. And they're ready to tell you all about every detail of every Marvel movie that has ever been made. And other people, they say Marvel movies, and they roll their eyes. And they're like, no, we like John Wayne, right? John people just goes and he, he shoots people. There's a lot of people I feel like shooting something. You know, we like John Wayne movies, not Marvel movies. That's fantasy. We want real, uh, you know, okay. So, um, you know, different things like, well, we're all, we have, uh, we have different passions about uh, different things, right? All of us are, are very different in that way. Some of you like love stories and some, right? We have different, different heart, right? Spiritual gifts and a heart and abilities, abilities, abilities. You have different abilities. If I had sort of a magic wand and I could kind of wand myself into being able to do anything, I would be able to play guitar. I can't play guitar. I tried playing guitar and I couldn't get that, you know, little stick with the ball on the end of it to go through this brain and then turn into these finger movements and nothing. Just doesn't, not, no ability there uh, whatsoever. You know, some people say, uh, Steve, you know, you, you seem very comfortable up there talking. It's like, well, maybe I can do that. I can't play the guitar. I wish I could play the guitar, but I don't have that ability. Just don't have that ability at all. And so people have different, what is your shape? Where do you fit in? You have spirit your gifts. You have different passions. You have different abilities. And then guess what? <laughs> I look around the room and say, we all have a different personality. We all have a different personality. Wouldn't you agree? Some of you guys, anybody agree? You're looking around the room here. Some of you, yeah, we do. You know, and you're kind of looking around the room and say, if everybody had my personality, this would be an ugly place, right? And then other people say, if everybody had my personality, this would be a lovely place. Some people, if they had your personality, nothing would ever get done, right? And other people have different other personalities. All you would do is work, 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 work. And so we're just kind of driven and we're wired in different ways from one another. That's our ship. And then experiences. Experiences. Uh, some of you have went through very difficult challenges in your life. And you have encountered things that have just sort of uh, taken you down to nothing and built you back up into the person that you are because of the experiences that you have had in your life. Other people, uh, they seem to, it just seems like they tip through, tiptoe on lily pads through the whole existence, right? And so we have different experiences in life. Uh, some people have uh, just kind of landed one job and you worked at the same place your entire career and out. Other people, uh, they just have to go from place to place and it's a struggle and it's a battle and different experience. And so when you kind of mix all of those things up, that makes your shape. That makes who you are, how you're different. And so what that ultimately is, is your natural abilities, your shape. Where you fit in is your natural abilities. Here's a definition of natural abilities right here on the screen. Natural abilities are a collection of strengths God wants us to use. Why? To fulfill our unique kingdom purpose in life. We're all different. We all have a different shape. 
We all fit in to different places and different ways and different things and times and places and all of those different things. But God has woven that together in us to make us unique. So we all have different strengths and we all have different weaknesses. And where I am strong, maybe I can help you where you are weak. But where you are strong, that can be a weakness of mine and I need to get some help from you. And so where do we uh, apply all of our natural abilities? What do we do with that? So uh, just kind of look at this list. Look at this list. Here's a list of, uh, we have different passions and things like this. And these are things that God cares about. And these are things, maybe you care about homelessness, or maybe you care about alcoholism, or uh, the environment, or maybe uh, poverty and hunger, and and some of these things, you know, you say these words, and they kind of light up inside of you, and, and deafness, maybe you know people that suffer from that, or uh, HIV or AIDS or maybe the law and the justice system. That's kind of a passion of that is in you. Or at-risk children or uh, compulsive behaviors or the blind or um, maybe it's uh, this, the disabled or drug abuse and recovery or marriage and family issues or uh, Christ-centered parenting is something that you're passionate about. Financial stewardship, you do the numbers thing and you do that well. Um, your uh, ideas of sexuality and gender issues are important and you think about those things and you're driven by those things and divorce and abuse and violence and maybe you grew up in a home and you want to kind of bring those things to the forefront and other people's worlds and educational issues and policy and and, uh, politics and and maybe the uh, sanctity of life and abortion and maybe you're paying attention to that stuff and health and fitness and and spiritual spiritual apathy and and maybe there's other things and all of those different things that your shape Something in there resonates with you more than other things because you are shaped different than other people that are around you. And so, how does one go about sort of identifying, what is my shape? Well, you look at those five different words in the acronym of shape and you process that information. But here's a couple of more resources. Here's a couple of more resources. So, um, here's a thing that's called um, uh, spiritualtest.com. Spiritualtest.com. And so put your phone downs, and you can do this later, okay? Now, I give you permission. You can take a picture of the screen right now, and then you'll have the website. But if you're back there scrolling through, I'm going to assume that uh, you're trying to become better spiritually and that you're not bored to death and you're not, you know, kind of shooting out some tweet to somebody or making a TikTok of the bonehead preacher, you know? And so, uh, so but here's where you can go. You can go to a spiritual test. You go to that website, and then it's just going to ask you a bunch of questions, and it's going to help you identify some spiritual areas that you might have as strengths or weaknesses. You can go there, kind of better understand your shape. Or you can go to, and I think the M-I-N is ministry. It's MinTools, MinTools.com. That's a website. It's got a lot of information out there. And you can go to their uh, forward slash, their gifts list, and you can kind of go through and list things out and look at things there. But uh, if you're not uh, tech savvy that way, uh, I have here a list, and I just kind of downloaded this off of a website. Here is a list of just a whole lot of different uh, attributes that people have and things that you might be interested in. And so I made some copies of this, and then the copies are right back there in the uh, uh, at the sign-up table just outside there in the lobby, right outside there in the lobby. And a special shout-out, Katie Joe made all that signage out there, and thank you for doing that. And... Um, in the lobby. But uh, the, so there's a list out there. There's a list out there. And um, we're wired different. You can kind of uh, dial in and you can see all that stuff. So listen, who am I? You are a child of God. You are very important to God. And, and, and what am I here for? What am I here for? 
you have a special, unique shape and you fit into a category or an area unlike anyone else. Nobody else can fill that spot but you because of the way that God has made you. Who am I and what am I here for? Question. Are you using your gifts, your giftedness, your uniqueness, your abilities, your talents, your passions, your experiences, are you using them to advance the kingdom of God? Are you using them to advance the kingdom of God? Maybe you ask yourself, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I use things that I like for God? Here's why. Get out your bulletin, write this down. Because God delights in willing hearts. God delights in willing hearts. God wants to know that your heart is willing. He has created you as a very special, unique person. And he says, I have gifted you in a special way. And I delight when you recognize who you are under my banner and you go to work for me. God delights in willing hearts. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, and whatever, say this word out loud, say whatever. Come on, you can do better. Whatever. And whatever you do, and whatever you do, whatever you do, it says whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We're to have a willing heart. God loves a willing heart. God loves it when we recognize, you know what, uh, I, I can probably go have a conversation with that person because I've had that experience and uh, somebody that hasn't had that experience might not quite know or understand and I want to be willing to be used by God because of the shape that God has given me. And so why do we do that? Why do we use our shape to advance the kingdom of God? Because God delights in a willing hearts. And then write this down. Our strengths and abilities are there to show off his, God's, greatness and magnitude. God is great. And we need to understand that anything that we do well in life is because God has wired us to do that well. It's not because I'm all that. It's because God has given me the abilities that I have. And he's taught me about these abilities. He's helped me to capitalize and grow and strengthen these abilities. And so I use these abilities to do what God calls me to do. And I give God the credit and the glory for being able to do what I do. And that's what you are to do as well. And so our strengths and abilities are there to show off his greatness and magnitude. You know, in the Old Testament... Maybe you remember the, uh, uh, the, the entire nation of Israel was enslaved in Egypt and then Moses, uh, God sends Moses to lead them out through the Red Sea and then they're wandering in the wilderness and then God says, uh, now while you're here wandering around, you're going to build a tabernacle. And this is going to be a very special place. It's going to be symbolic of where I exist uh, amongst you, right? And the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant and when they were making their way around. And then God tells Moses, I want you to go and I want you to get some people to put this tabernacle together. It's going to be very special unto me. And then listen to what takes place. Exodus chapter 35, verse 35 says, the Lord has given them, here's Moses talking to the people of Israel, the Lord has given them special skills as engravers and designers 
and embroiderers. And if you read through the story of the tabernacle, and the very specific gifts. And it goes on and lists all these people. And God has given these special talents and abilities because the, the tabernacle was spectacular. It was visually stunning. People would see it and they would go, wow, this is incredible. But it wasn't, he didn't just say, well, you know, have you ever done any watercolor painting before? You know, you did that when you're in elementary school. Why don't you go in there and paint that thing? No, there were people that were gifted and talented and had the ability to do it excellent, excellent unto the kingdom of God. And so they were able to use what they had in order to do it excellent unto the kingdom of God. You know what our biggest struggle is? Our biggest struggle is that fight inside of our life. Am I going to be self-centered or am I going to be God-centered? That's the battle. We are unique unto God. That says I made you unique I want you to use what I have given you for me, for my kingdom, God said. And sometimes we don't do that. We think, well, I've been given this ability so that I can go conquer the world or make more money, have more stuff, get a bigger house. God says, well, seek first the kingdom of God then maybe those other things will fall into place for you. But the reason that I've made you the way that you are is for my kingdom, which is eternal and not temporary. And so our strengths and abilities are there to show off the greatness and the magnitude of God. And then write this one down. Why would we use our uh, abilities for the kingdom of God, our shape? God has given you special abilities to excel in certain areas for him, for him. In other words, God has expectations for you and your abilities for his kingdom. Um, Are you now employed? Have you been employed? Have you ever been through the job interview process? You ever been through that? And um, Back in the old days, you know, you'd go through the newspaper and you'd try to find those help wanted ads, right? And now you go to Indeed, right? Or something like that. And you go online, you try to find that place where uh, maybe you want to work. And um, so you, you put together your resume and you kind of send that off to them. And then uh, maybe you get the phone call and they say, we'd like to have you come in and interview you. And, you know, maybe the, uh, it's to be a mechanic or an accountant or maybe it's to be a, a surgeon or maybe it's to be an athlete, whatever, the, uh, whatever it is in the broad spectrum, right? And so you show up to the interview, and, and uh, just for argument's sake, let's say you show up, and uh, you, you go, and um, uh, you want to be an office administrator, and you have uh, great uh, skills in um, uh, clerical skills, you know, in filing and managing people, and, and you have all of these uh, skills, and maybe you've, you've had a career in that, and maybe you've done that for 10 or 15 or 20 years, and you're an office administrator, and, and uh, uh, you're good with people. And, uh, but there's also kind of a secretarial piece to that, and you kind of manage all those files and all those kind of things, and you're good at that. And uh, so all of a sudden you get, uh, you get a, a, 
a call, and it's from a, a, a local car dealership, and they say, we need an office administrator. You'd love, we'd love to have you come in and, uh, and apply for that job. And, they, you know, they ask all these questions. You know, they used to ask questions like, you know, how many words a minute can you type? You know, it's like a gajillion. It's like, that's, a, that's the person I'm looking for, right? The gajillion person typer. And, um, you know, they say, uh, you know, have you filed things? Man, I can close my aisles. I can just feel the paper, and I know which file goes into it. Yep, yep, you're perfect for the job. We want you to come in here and be the office administrator because you're going to be excellent at this job. You have all the skills. And so you, you're excited, and you show up on the first day uh, to be the office administrator, and, and you show up wearing appropriate office administrator apparel, and, and you go there, and you show up, and on the first day they, they say, oh, we're so glad you're here. Uh, one of the mechanics didn't show up today. And so we're just wondering, we're going to take you out back into the garage, and uh, this guy, um, uh, there's something wrong with his, uh, he, the timing needs to be adjusted, and then when you get done with that, um, he needs oil changed on his car, so would you just go ahead and, and adjust the timing, and then uh, change the oil on his car, and appreciate you doing that, and you know, you'd show up, and be like, wait, wait, I, I thought I was, you know, this was my skill set, these were my gifts, I thought you wanted me to do this here, I'm no good at that. I, I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not skilled at that. I don't even know, you know, what wrench to use. You know, and it's gonna be awkward, right? It'd be just kind of weird to show up thinking you're supposed to do this, uh, but then they ask you uh, to do this. Sometimes we do that. God has made us unique and special. And he wants us to learn who we are through him, what we can do for his kingdom. Sometimes we like to meddle in other people's things and it doesn't work out very well. We think we know, but we've never been affirmed or confirmed in this area. And so, but God, do you know that God is an employer? God is an employer, and that the whole globe is filled with job assignments and tasks that need to be done to advance his kingdom. And how awkward would it be if I was a good office administrator, but I showed up to be the mechanic? It'd be better if I went and did what I was shaped to do. Let's go back to that list. We go back to that list, and God is in the business of helping the homeless and alcoholic. And God wants us to be good stewards of the environment. And, uh, you know, there are people that have an idea of what that means. They, they, they think that you know, the whole planet's a giant accident and that it's been here for gajillions and gajillions of years and it's a big random accident. But that, we don't think that, but we know that God wants us to be good stewards, and poverty is real, and hunger is real, and so we want to address that, and there are people that are deaf, and there's entire ministries that you can be involved with with that, and HIV and AIDS, and, and, and those, that whole realm, there's ministries, and ministries, and ministries, and all of those, every one of those is a call from God to go to work for his kingdom on planet earth. And we owe it to God 
to discover who we are, uniquely shaped, and go to work for his kingdom. That's what we are called to do. Romans chapter 14, verse 12 even says this. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. How awkward will it be if God is saying, the whole time I wanted you to be an office administrator and you kept showing up in the mechanics job. Or, you could, or, or maybe worse, you just kept showing up telling the mechanics how to do it and complaining about it and griping about it when that was really not your area. Today there's a lot of people that like to point fingers and complain over there but really don't want to get too involved in anything uh, over here. And Listen, in the book of Matthew, Jesus tells a story. He says there were some guys and they had some gifts, talents, abilities. They call it talents in the Bible and some financial resources as well. He says one of them had quite a bit and he had five of them. And, and so he put those abilities, those talents, those things to work and he grew five more and And uh, God ultimately says to him, well done, good and faithful servant. There was another guy who only had one, and he just went and buried it and did really nothing with it. And God goes to that guy and he says, you you were wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy. So we do well. Who am I? I am loved by God. What am I here for? God has a place and a way that he wants you to jump in with both feet and advance the kingdom of God. Last one, write this down. Life is too short to settle for doing less than our best for God. Life is too short to settle for doing less than our best for God. Now it's announcement time. It's announcement time. I want you to be aware of some things that are going on at this church that you can be involved with. Okay? Starting next Saturday um, at 9.30 a.m., there is a ladies' coffee that is here. And uh, uh, ladies can get together and um, you guys can talk. And uh, ladies can get together and you can talk and you can learn what your spiritual gifts are. And then maybe you talk about uh, where do you kind of fit in to the kingdom of God and uh, things that are going on here at the church and outside of the church and uh, ways for you to be a part of those things. September 17th, lady, there's a, there's a conference. You know, all these things are sign-ups back here on, the, on this, the table back here. There's a conference called Aspire. And that's where kind of ladies can learn to be sharpened up in their faith. And so maybe ladies, you want to go to that Aspire conference on September 17th. And then listen to this. On September 25th, men, there is a men's breakfast here at the church on September 25th. So men, we get to come here and look at each other because sometimes we're not good at talking, right? But maybe there will be some sort of an assignment that we can come up with and we can learn something to do around here, a task or something like that. Uh, But the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so it's good for us to fellowship with one another and to be men together because men and women are different. Okay, Uh, for the most part, men and women are different. And so that's why we do that, because we want people to understand that. So listen to this. Uh, Greeters, some of you have big, vivacious personalities, and you just are energized by people, and you love being around people, so we need people to be greeters. We need people to be greeters. And so we ask people to sign up and be greeters. That's a sign-up sheet out there. Um, On October 2nd, on October 2nd, uh, we are packing meals down in the gym, our church and the Erie Church. And we have thousands of meals. Wayne, I don't know if you know how many meals we want to try to pack that day, but um, 
about 40,000 meals we want to pack that day on October 2nd, and all of the supplies are going to be down here, and maybe you've done that sort of thing where you kind of stand a group of 10 people around a table, and you're scooping up rice and protein and, and those things, and you're putting into these pallet loads of food is going to go out. And uh, obviously, in order to do 40,000 of those, it worked better uh, with more than one person here, right? And so you can sign up uh, and be a part of that. Uh, you can invite your friends. Say, hey, listen, now think, think about this. What's all over the news this morning? Uh, Hurricane Ida uh, down, in, uh, down in the New Orleans area. And uh, there are still people without power down there. And the organization that we are packing these meals for is an organization called IDES. It's an international uh, disaster or relief agency. And they already have camps set up down there in that area. And so some of those meals that we pack potentially would go straight down there. And so our hands and feet can be doing things right here in good old Port Byron at Countryside Christian Church and helping people uh, down there because that's the way the kingdom of God works. God ranges for those things. Listen to this. Um, Sunday morning... Um, uh, Sunday mornings, uh, we like to do kind of a breakfast time uh, in between Sunday school and, um, uh, and, and worship church, or worship service. And um, like today, if you went down there, you had to, you had to eat a ding-dong, right? Uh, because nobody had signed up, nobody. So I went, into the, I went into the kids' club cabinet and pulled out a box of ding-dongs, right? And, uh, and so, but we would really like it if people would sign up. Now listen, um, here's the truth. Um, I think everybody would appreciate something better than a ding-dong, right? And, and I love ding-dongs. I do. I just, I just, you know, hostess stuff. Man, I, that's just nummy, nummy, nummy. But listen, uh, and so don't, whatever you can bring, whatever you would bring, if you want to bring a lot or you want to bring a little, if you want to sign up for that, uh, it, we just say thank you. In the name of Jesus, thank you for your willing spirit and a willing heart. Some of you guys love to cook. Some of you don't. Some of you want to, you know, swing through the little bake section on your way out of the grocery store and pick up that, that coffee cake. Some people like to do it all, and that's because that's your passion in your heart, and so we're not going to tell you you're doing that wrong. We're going to say God is good, and you bring whatever you're going to, and so I just can't wait till somebody signs up for next week, so no more ding-dong, right? And so, here we go. Um, the, um, the Harvest Festival is coming up on November 30th, November 30th, and that is the thing. It's, we, it's called Trunk or Treat or whatever, um, but we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a meal time, and we're going to have uh, s'more cooking time, and then there's going to be games up and down the halls for the uh, uh, kids to go through on November uh, or October October 30th. That is right, uh, for right there the day before Halloween, and they're going to be here. And then uh, Junior back there, he's trying to. We might have some kind of a razzle dazzle uh, Cirque du Soleil kind of performer that's going to close out that that night. That's kind of what we're uh, shooting for. And uh, so, but there's sign-up sheets back there, and for all of these things, and we're asking you to use your gift, talents, and abilities, your shape, and sign up and be a part of those things. Next Sunday night, next Sunday night, uh, next Sunday at 6:30 p.m. There is a talent show that is here, and it's not too late to sign up if you have a talent. And you see Kathy Court back there, and she'll sign you up, and maybe you can do you know fun and creative things, and maybe you can juggle, or you know you can balance something on your head, or maybe you can draw or do art, or maybe you can sing or dance or whatever that case. Or you have a talent, we'd love you to be a part of that. We'd love you to come and be a part of the audience of that. And then um, I think that's the last. I think all of those things are signed up back there. Now listen, a lot of stuff there, a lot, a lot of things, a lot of diverse things. Those things don't happen. Unless all of the wheels, all of the cogs come together and make the church 
work. But if you ever look inside of a watch and you see all of those different pieces, you know we're all different. We've all got a place where we fit in. Here's what I can tell you. The only space that is a one-size-fits-all place that God wants you to enter in, that's his family. That's his church. That's his kingdom. Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. If you will open the door, you're welcome in. Once you're in, you find your shape. Here's the question. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you made him the king, the ruler of your life? Jesus wants you to be baptized into him. He wants you to know him. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, Jesus wants you to figure out your shape and get to work for him. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you about what it means to give your life to Christ. Find me anytime. We'll sit down. We'll talk. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the kingdom that you have given us here on this earth that we get to be a part of. And thank you even far more for the kingdom that is beyond this earth that you invite us to be a part of. Father, help us to get to work for you. We ask it in Jesus' name and amen.